Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast, That One Feminist. Today, we're going to be talking about the Me Too movement and some things of that nature, some stigmas around it as well. Um, The first thing I wanted to talk about uh, was an anonymous quote that I saw. The quote is, when we say it's not all men, we protect the men that are a problem. I thought this quote was really interesting for a number of reasons. Um, it kind of puts a, a new perspective on the, the not all men side of, of the Me Too movement because my first thought when I hear not all men is nobody said that it's all men. We know it's not all men that are a problem, but it's enough men that become a problem. But this quote is, is interesting to me because um, not only does it point out that um, we know it's not all men, but, but the way that it says... Um, protects the men that are a problem. So it's almost a a way of of deflection, deflecting the topic and deflecting the issue at hand. And when when we deflect that issue and almost turns it around um, and kind of points the finger back at women, um, that is really only protecting the men that that are a problem and, and causing the issues around the Me Too movement and the sexual assault cases that are being reported. On top of that, with, with the not all men, we, we know that it's not all men, but uh, one, one statistic is all crime, crimes that have a victim, 90% of victims are actually women. 90% of victims are women and the other 10% being men. So when 90% of victims are women, that's, that's like saying, you know, not all victims are women. Like, we, we know not all victims are women. We know that there are some men in this situation, but when 90% of them are women, it's enough of a problem that there seems to be a correlation. You know, if it, if it was 60%, then there was, you know, there's, there's more of an even number that we can look at and, and talk about. But when even 75%, you know, there's, a, there's an obvious leaning majority there, but 90% is... A little bit too close to a hundred to be ignored and to to say not all men another way of looking at that is um not all women are victims which we know but when you know the number of the number of victims that you have is 90 90 percent of them are women it's not to say all victims are women of course but that so many of them are women that there's there's such a strong correlation in that way that it's it's almost showing that it's it's enough women that it's concerning you know there's there's a certain way a certain weight to it that's proving you know it's it's more of an issue so to me when people say it's not all men um that 90% kind of comes to mind because it's we know it's not all men but it's enough of a percentage of men that are causing 90% of women. So it, it makes me wonder with, with the, what the ratio is there because you have a 90% of women and then 10% men. So then my question is with assaulters, with the assaulters causing these victims, what, what is the percentage of, of men to women? And with that percentage of men, say, say you have you know, a certain percentage of men that are the assaulters, that many men 
how much does that make up of the total men in the world, not just the assaulters? What what percentage is that? And is it high enough to, to cause the alarm that it has? Because there are a lot of women out there who, who no longer feel safe, and I personally believe rightly so because of how many issues there are, and not all cases are reported in. That was my the next topic that I wanted to discuss was uh, reporting of cases. So I think the most common thing, or I would say more of a stigma around speaking up and saying, you know, this happened to me, would be you get uh, asked things like, well, what were you wearing? Were you asking for it? Did you say no? Were you fighting back? What were you doing? You know, all those sort of things which really aren't fair to the woman in question because even if it's not true, those those things aren't what's going to make it true or not or what's going to put a man at fault or not because if those those things should have nothing to do with whether a woman is sexually assaulted or not because what you're wearing isn't part of the equation and it's a woman wouldn't come forward and say I was sexually assaulted if they didn't try and say no. You know, you wouldn't just just sit and let it happen um, if you hadn't consented. And the whole did you fight back thing is is a completely different story because, you know, you, you face the thing of obviously men tend to be much stronger than women do. But, often, you know, there's there's so much around that. But so when you have so many of these questions, which those questions to me just seem to undermine a woman's experience and almost point an accusatory finger and undermine and, and um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Take away from a woman's pain, uh, invalidate, they invalidate what, a, what has happened to these women and, and the problems that they're facing um, so when, um, coming out and, and speaking up about these things, if that is what you're going to face, that already makes it quite difficult to, to speak up. But then on top of that, even if you are believed past all of these things, you face the problem of, um, the man might not even face any problems or not even just the man, women can be assaulters as well, but oftentimes don't face the consequences. Uh, on CNN, I read an article titled, Man Pleads Guilty to Raping Four Teenage Girls Faces One Year of Jail Time. One year. That's it. One year for a criminal that has raped four women. And there are less times... There, sorry, there are more times that men face less time in jail or, or not even jail time at all, sometimes just probation or sometimes they get away with no consequences because the woman isn't even believed. So when, when you're facing these things and, and all these struggles of, of speaking up, it kind of turns into such a hassle and there's so much emotional pain behind it and you're looked at differently by so many people that are, that are asking those questions of what were you wearing, et cetera, et cetera. Your entire world, you know, can be thrown upside down purely because you're just seeking justice for what happened to you. And then where there are no consequences for the person, it almost becomes a case of what's the point? You know, why 
why would I? And it's estimated, obviously we have no way of knowing, but the estimation is that only 15% of um, sexual assault cases are actually reported to the police. Um, And I I personally think that's just because of how much stigma there is and, and all the problems and there's, you know, no, honestly, it seems to me that there's just no point, you know, there's just so much struggle that you're facing and for what? Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was, um, some of the problems that arose for different people in the Me Too movement, because, you know, there were so many women coming forward and making these cases, which facing these problems is, is so difficult to have a to have someone not believe you, but then the problem comes up of if we're fighting so hard for people to believe these women who have been sexually assaulted and have had these problems happen to them, we run into the problem of, well, what if a woman reports something and it's not true, which becomes a very, very tricky situation because you, it's so difficult for people to make these reports um, and face not being believed and all the stigma that comes around it. So then if, you know, people like me and others around it are fighting so hard to to be believed and to get the equality um, that is deserved, um, what about the cases that aren't true and, and the differen- differentiation between them and what we can do about that? Um, there were several cases uh, in the Me Too movement that were proven not to be true. One of them that that sticks out the most to me was uh, an accusation made against Johnny Depp. There's evidence coming out that it wasn't in fact true, which um, made me a bit happy, not because I like to see, you know, a woman undermined or anything, but because personally I very much like Johnny Depp and I didn't want to see him fall or um, not even necessarily didn't want to believe that he would do such a thing, but was just sad that that somebody I looked up to would do such a thing. But um, going back to the to the false accusation, with, I feel like these women are almost part of the problem that we're fighting against with the people who are saying, you know, it's not all men, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're, they're only adding to the problem and, and almost siding with those people because they're the ones who have who've created the stigma of what were you wearing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the problem becomes, is there a safe way to differentiate between a true case and a false case without undermining and um, invalidating the circumstance and um, experiences of those who have gone through uh, the assault and abuse I personally think that the biggest thing that can be done around these is for public opinions um, shouldn't be be placed on these women coming forward because in reality, it doesn't matter what the public thinks of, of if it was true or not. And it's really not a bystander or average person's place to say what is and isn't true. That's more for the courts to decide. And I think that even if it is a false case, um, the people that don't have any, you know, legal stance should first and foremost be there as a support system 
and that rather than the possible assaulter be innocent until proven guilty, I think that the woman um, who has been or possibly has been assaulted should be supported until proven false. So instead of the first thing being asked um, was what what could you have done? Were you asking for it? Were you safe? Instead of those things, we should turn to what can I do to help? Or I'm so sorry that that happened to you rather than an, an accusatory standpoint. And then if it is proven false, um, to to go from there. But the reality is, I would rather be someone who was kind and supportive rather than someone who was accusatory um, in either way. Um, I think that the innocent until proven guilty should stand for both the assaulter and the assaultee, if you will, um, that they should, should both be treated as humans and should be fairly judged until it's been figured out what exactly has happened. And I, I don't think that a possible assaulter should be immediately, you know, given a stigma around them as well, because if they weren't actually an assaulter, that's not fair to them either. I think that we should try and be as, as bias-free as we can until the true story has come forth, and then we can decide what problem, you know, what, what stance to take on the situation, and, and um, then we can, can form our opinions about these people. What I always like to see is people being supportive, especially in the media. Um, the media is something that we have seen a big breakthrough come come out with uh, more and more people standing up and, and saying, I'm a supporter, I'm a supporter, rather than, you know, someone who is, is throwing accusations or, mm, no, accusations isn't the right word, rather than, than accusations, disbelief and, and things of that nature. Uh, the media has, has taken a very interesting role in the in the Me Too movement because it has taken these assault cases and made them so much more public and um, much more open to public dispute. And as I was saying earlier, I think that this has um, allowed for so many people to have opinions on it when they aren't necessarily entirely informed and... Um, start with a sense of bias um because the me too the me too movement is is very much central around social media and and raising awareness and there there are two sides to this one being raising awareness and creating a a support system and helping others know that no, you are not alone in, in what has happened and you're not the only one who has felt this way, which has then helped more and more women be able to, to stand forward and say, me too, this, this also happened to me and to help more cases be reported. But then on top of that, that there's also the problem of while making people feel safer to come out, then you face more and more false cases um, that come out and along with all of these cases, it comes into public view more and people start to feel as if they have to take a stance and, and make a decision on, on whether or not this person uh, truly is, has been a victim, which um, 
I think can be more more detrimental than it can be good. So so while the media has, has made a great support system for people, it has also um caused people to to um think that they need to have an opinion and, and also that it needs to be shared with the the um the victim or even the assaulter. But uh circling circling back to my original point with the we know that that men are victims as well my my biggest thing around that as i as i've uh previously said is i think that it undermines the 90% of victims who were women i think it undermines their experience because it's those same people saying it's not all men that are saying it's uh, other men have also been assaulted but it kind of becomes a situation of you have to take in the not all men along with not all women. Not all men are assaulters and not all women are victims. Not all victims are women as well. Um, but when we we can acknowledge that, that men are victims as well, but with the 90% correlation, we also have to acknowledge that women are a problem. And when we're talking about a man who has been assaulted or there has been a problem with... I think it's completely inappropriate to say, well, women are victims too. I think that what's important is to focus on the issue at hand and not deflect it on t- by saying, well, your problem's not as important because someone else also has this problem. Or, well, we shouldn't focus on that problem. We shouldn't, on f- we shouldn't focus on what's happening to this group because it happens to this group too, just on a lesser scale. Um, I think part of the reason why it's so important that we focus on what's happening to women and how it's not safe for women these days is just because of the numbers and the statistics because women being assaulted is more on a on a number scale more of an issue than men being assaulted not to say that that men being assaulted is worse or less that it's less of a problem than women being assaulted um both are equally terrible and both are equally terrible situations but numbers wise there are more women that are being assaulted than there are men which has to be looked at and we have to say okay when 90% of victim are women there's some kind of correlation going on where women are are the main targets of these assaults so instead of instead of undermining these women's situations by saying, well, yes, it happens to men too, I think the more appropriate response would be to figure out a way to respect everybody's issues, but also figure out the more pressing issues first, which saying that women being assaulting is more of a a pressing issue than men being assaulted is is a bit of a, a risky thing to say because, you know, again, no one means to undermine what's happening to men as well, but I I, pers- I think that it's something that needs to be addressed in more with more um, severity placed on it simply because of the numbers. But when we talk about this, we have those people who say, well, it happens to men too, but it's just such a delicate subject because... When there are so many women that are being attacked, there are so many more women in in need than there of help in these situations than there are men. But then we face those people who who say it's not all men and it happens to men too. But in reality, there are more women that are assaulted, and most almost ninety 
Almost all women in this world at some point have faced sexualization in some way, even in simple ways such as the dress code of I have to dress a certain way in order to help the other boys, you know, not, not, you know, look at us and, and have these feelings, um, which again is, is only protecting them and almost encouraging the assault, but it happens in more ways than it does to women, but it just becomes so frustrating because when the problem is brought up, it just gets, it becomes so flippant and and so flipped towards, towards the men, but Again, just just to close with with the original point, when we say that it's not all men, we are only protecting the men who are a problem by flipping the issue and not properly addressing it.